0: Maybe you're the chosen one that's finally going to move block and play the mission. He looked at me. He said, no, I'm not. I'm going to shoot you. And then he did.
1: Hi, everybody. It's a house tonight i'm nathan joined by jeremy innes and anthony uh for episode 80 of stat check apparently apparently we're 80 episodes deep into into this new thing ish we
2: start flake love at 20
1: right no i don't think that's true <laughs> uh that sounds about right it sounds right to me I've, we had some unnumbered episodes, I think, as
2: part yeah, of yeah, the but, problem. Night n- numbered episodes.
1: We
3: also have a few unnumbered n- episodes as
1: well. So. So, so, this is episode 80 of Stat Check, competitively metastabilized, because I don't know how else to say that word. Um, we're going to chat about all sorts of nonsense. But first, let's get into how everybody's week was. We'll start with Jeremy and then we'll cycle through our two big team event folks on the bottom of the screen
3: uh, so Jeremy how was
1: your weekend it was good uh it's
3: fairly quiet realistically I just spent most of it watching Cherokee and painting and bemoaning the lack of paint on models on stream there were unpainted models on stream at Cherokee there were models that met the old three color bin based requirement okay. there were not battle ready models on stream to the point where there were multiple threads started by people that I knew who were like, would you consider this bat ready an event? I went, I don't want to have to answer that, but no. I I just never can tell what, what models are basically
1: on tables anymore when I watch most streams. War Games Live is like the exception, which was at, who was at Cherokee, but. Yeah, it was a War Games, games
3: I, live stream. So like he has the high quality is... cameras that make it abundantly clear when a unit is just sprayed with Mechanica Standard Gray and that's it.
1: Look, it's just mechanicus standard gray, and then dry brush, and then we're done. Mm-hmm. It's all all we need. Uh, there was no dry brush. Oh, well. <laughs> what's on your paint desk, then, Jeremy? Uh,
3: two of these are those storm ravens. These are storm raven gunships. Not fluent in space Imagine marine. Imagine already
2: having four.
3: <laughs> I wasn't playing during that time period. That was during my break.
1: stat check I'm is going. the uh, is the certified approved balatro background
2: listening material i don't know about that the only reason that i'm on the show is so that i will stop playing Balatro for 40 minutes is... what it what is balatro it's, it's a it's a new <laughs> poker based roguelike on steam it's very good Enjoy. did you just call say a poker based
1: yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about this later we're not going to derail ourselves
2: too far yeah. in this what was your weekend like well it's been two weeks three weeks since i was on the show because i took a week off then we had a week off as a show um and then now i'm here so uh it's been it's been a while obviously i've smoked about 400 packs of cigarettes since we last spoke as everybody can hear my voice which is why there was not a show last week and why i was not on the show the week before um i was in poland this past weekend for the pirate cup playing with team scotland um and we had a wonderful wonderful time it's really cool when you look at the amount of money you spent on a tournament and you realize that you spent more at the airport than in the like three days three and a half days in Poland <laughs> um which is super cool um so yeah we took a team out for that we had a bunch of first-time players a bunch of returning players uh, some people from the before times from before COVID back on the team uh and we took them out and we got um kind of put this delicately in a way that won't get me in trouble like last year um, our heads bounced off the pavement like a like a basketball. Um, we we might have won a round in the aggregate, but we certainly did not in total. Um, so yeah, we came away with a ton to work on, a bunch of stuff that we are super excited to be in the progress for, and also the strong realization that you know we played four pool one teams and a really good pool two team, and we're a pool two team, so we shouldn't win those rounds. But it still hurts. Still hurts just just a little bit. Just just a little bit. But it was really awesome to like get to play America for the first time because we've placed around America for a bunch of years and then we swiftly fell off while they did not. Um, and it was nice to finally get around against them because I don't believe we'd ever played Team America before as Team Scotland. Um, so that was really cool. Uh, we do, I managed to avoid playing England, which is obviously always preferable given that we play them the nations. So, yeah, it was really good.
1: Anthony, how about your weekend? How was your weekend?
0: As far as weekends go, this one was pretty up there. Um, we went to Pyra. We won. So that was hype. Let's go. Team USA. Doing things. Um, so that was pretty hot. Um, I don't know how much I'm going to be lagging during this because my internet wants to fight. So I'm just going to keep talking and hope that it gets through. Um, yeah, we won the event. That was pretty exciting. Um, I took top score of the event with my bad army. Um, we ran it to a solid 89 points out of 100 possible um so that was pretty cool uh, i got four 20 o's and a nine against guard going second um so, James, so what we're
1: hearing is that we're not going to see any world leaders buffs in the foreseeable future because of your performance at pyra is what i'm hearing
0: i mean if you saw the stats for world leaders i feel like that tells a very different story than my specifically catered mm-hmm. to experience but we can talk we'll about talk that about when we get for this to weekend stats. world leaders we'll get into it is basically it
1: yeah how how was the rest of the weekend anthony
0: oh i'm back
1: hello you're back
0: keep going all right uh the rest of the weekend was great we had a really good time um it was cool to get like people to um be a part of team usa you know like be functionally starters right like you may not be starting in wtc but you started for team usa at an event we did so that was cool um for people that have you know been around the cycle a bunch and haven't been able to like Play for us, that was ex- that was exciting. Um, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Um, our, you know, our whole team did really well for the most part. Um, we had like a couple touch and go rounds. We drew the last two because we had some stuff flip in unfortunate and unexpected directions. But for the most part, things went well. Um, you know, it was technically myself and uh, seven of the academy players, but I think. <laughs> Three people on the team had won a WTC before. Uh, two people had been to more than I had. Uh, it was like pretty funny from that perspective. Yeah,
3: calling them Academy players is severely underselling, the, the, the roster that you brought. Do you want to go through who it was that went with you?
0: Uh, Sure. I'm now done lagging again. This is a fun game. Oh, it just came back.
1: You're good, actually, on our end. You're going smooth. It might just be us lagging on
0: audio for you. Oh, back. Okay. Um <laughs> <laughs> It was uh me, um Zach, uh Kirstetter, Michael Mann, Quentin, Johnson, or Rampage as we affectionately refer to him. Um Brian Who else played? That's six. The Nick and Gonyo, Nick and Gano, yeah, the scrubs ruined my joke that cut me off.
3: Wash the has-beens.
0: Yeah, the once upon a time we were good, we promised players. Um, also known as our two most consistent scorers besides me for the weekend and Brian. Um, so, yeah, we brought a uh, pretty specific set, uh, like, game plan to our pairings, which was basically that we were going to let me and Brian uh, run Rorschad over people and everything else was just trying to pin the custodies that were trying to kill me and Brian um, so if you first defended with custodies against us you got a handful of nothing and if you late left them later in the queue we also scammed you with something else um, so that was broadly the idea anyway Scotland uh, <laughs> narrowly avoided that I su- I was going through it I don't know how much lagging is happening
1: no, um, ben yeah, it's true. Nobody said Ben's name whatsoever. It's okay, though, Ben. You know we love you. you are just forgotten for this purpose, apparently, today.
0: I just hate Custodes that much. Um, <laughs> we had seven players and Custodes. Um, <laughs> Brutal. I do not like that army. I'm going to an RTT this weekend, and I'm not playing World leaders, even though I love them, because on the off chance I have to play into Custodes. Um, the Yeah, we did. We had a great time. Everyone did really well. Um, People were like nice and stable for the most part, which I really appreciate. No one like, you know, got zeros in some games, 20s in others, and it was just like a mess that was all over the place. Everyone like pretty much held the line, so we didn't have to get like too wild. There were some matchups that were obviously bad, um, but people did a good job of just like really keeping it together. Um, Ben almost most of all from that. um, I think outside of Nick was probably our most like stable scorer.
2: I um, ben was like plus minus two of a ten in every single one of his games.
0: Yeah, he was a fucking hero. Man stood on objectives in his golden armor and got us some points. It was sick. <laughs> Played the matchups well, no
2: one wanted to. It was awesome.
3: Rolled four ups like a pro.
2: Yes, he did. Yeah.
3: <sighs> yeah. Ben's worst game was into uh, Galonka's Tyranids. Yep. And even I then he was- got a six.
0: That game was sad. He had a fight go sideways where he failed a battle shock so he couldn't plus one a wound and then he left two maliceptors on one wound. Um, just just depressing. Um, but yeah, um, everybody did really well. It was really exciting. Our new merch is really sweet. This stuff is fucking really comfortable and fits nicely. Uh, the jerseys are dope. Like, thank you to uh, Yoko for hooking us up with the jersey people. Um, yeah, things are good. Team USA life's going great. Um, you know it was a good chance to see um, some of the boys like as close as we could get to WTC levels of pressure without having to make them a starter. Um, because we had the balanced data site right before us, so people got to do the whirlwind of prep, and then all of the practice games leading up, and then the event itself. It was like basically a perfect event right before selection. So, good as it could have went. We won, I got top scorer, we learned about our guys. Nice. Easy to Perfection. Perfect.
1: I guess I'm supposed to talk about my weekend, but nothing happened during it.
0: Um, probably, I was at home. Science Man stuff.
1: I did some Science Man stuff. I did Science Man stuff all weekend, except for the brief period where I went and played D&D. With
2: did the Etta thing that was L- broken last week that resulted in us not having a show become unbroken?
1: Yeah, it's no longer broken. It's now working. Um, So it's now a not million-dollar paperweight. It's now a million-dollar fully functional instrument that does science things, which is awesome. Um, I hear that's
2: good for the million-dollar thing to do.
1: It is. Uh, Other than that, I played, I've been playing in a TTS tournament in Skari's Discord, essentially, um, where I played guard into Eldari and made a mistake that Anthony would probably hate me for because I let myself get cute, moved a screen out of the way and let an avatar of Kane hit all my artillery at once. Um, I still scrummed out an 88-88 tie in that game, only because of desperation. No other reason. Um... Yeah. Other than that, I played some D and D. I painted some stuff. I have custodes on my workbench alongside World Leaders stuff that I'm just kind of alternating between. Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of the life right now. <laughs> Nathan, how Nathan moved a Chimera um, out from a lane for the Avatar, um, and the Avatar went right right in, just all the way through into Nathan's mana cores. It wasn't great. Uh, apparently on Games Workshop layouts, the avatar actually just kind of has free reign of giant-ass lanes in it in some places. Yeah. And so the avatar can, in fact, just walk in a straight line across without yep. needing to walk around terrain.
3: Playing GW layouts have discount breachable on them. Playing yeah, so, around
0: on those is the funniest shit ever. Yeah, I definitely just... want to it was
1: layout three i think or layout two but it has just these giant lanes of just the four inch or lower ruin walls where people can just walk through them basically and so the avatar just walked from deployment zone to deployment zone in one turn
2: yeah why wouldn't you Uh, be able to do that fire it's a balanced strategy
1: true um he didn't fire anything he just ran it he ran it turn one um, and then I moved my screen out of the way, and then he got plus one to his charge and charged me with a six-inch charge over another four-inch Ruin Wall. I've um, been playing on WTC terrain too much with giant-ass ruins, apparently. That that doesn't happen very often, but yeah. Basically, I pyrovored myself to move a Chimera to shoot Mind Bullets at something because I thought it was an awesome move and didn't actually shoot Mind Bullets. So congratulations, Nathan, on doing great things again. Yeah, that was my weekend playing 40K and playing D&D and fixing science machines. Uh, so I guess we'll talk about stats because this stats weekend was actually like wild from a participation level. There were level.
2: Tournaments this weekend, right?
1: <laughs> I think I remember seeing Jeremy's post being like, what's going on? And then realizing he'd missed two tournaments in France or something like that with like 100 players. Yeah, so, like, I had... why...
3: <laughs> so I had gone through and collected most of the stats and I was doing list checks and updates. On the first thousand players that were in the first sixteen events that I looked at, and that's just singles because there were all there was pyra going on. There were two multi-hundred player team events in Spain, and there was also a team event in Italy, I think. Um,
2: But yeah, Uh, I was going through that, and then I was was like, all right, wasn't it? Not a singles event, which is a I guess it's technically it's a singles event rather than a team event, but it's a bit weird."
3: Yeah, um. But yeah, then I realized that I had forgotten to take Tech Mini headquarters, go there, and like, oh, yeah, it's not too And there's two hundred person events going on there. Mm-hmm. I go, all right. Well, yoink. And shout out to Gabby from France. I don't actually know their. I'm assuming that's their name. They reached out to me to offer some help because they've done a bunch of scripting on the Mini Headquarters site, so they've just have been providing you with stuff now. So it's a lot faster. Um, nice. I have to do just a little edit pass on it to make it compliant with everything. Um. Alex Taos, am I okay? I am okay. It was just, it was the busiest weekend of the edition, I think. Yeah, we had like 1200, there were... 1,214 unique players this weekend, mm-hmm. that's a lot. That's <laughs> more than LVO weekend. Yep. That's more, I think that's even more than LGT weekend. I would, which I mean, that, yeah. people are playing lots of games and we get lots of data, so I like it. The data looks I don't know. Tell us how it looks at Nathan, because I've got mixed feelings. Sure. So we have twelve hundred. Well, I've also got
1: mixed feelings. So I'm going to we're going to there's a caveat at the end of this that I think is really important. But first, we're going to go through the week of data and I'm going to talk about some summary data for what we've got so far during the post slate era. Then I'm going to show you all a lovely screen share where you're going to inevitably see some of my ta- like my little bookmarks at the top and yeah. about them. Um, but we had 1,214 players and 5,860 games 40K played that are tracked in for our data. So that's only 5 plus round, 25 plus player events. Obviously, there's more 40K played than just that. And there are team events that are played that also have tons of 40K happening
2: in them. And also piles of RTDs.
1: Yep. So 40K is, uh, has definitely like hit back... To its like stride and is now sprinting again after the winter holidays effectively. So we're going to see some probably much more complete pictures. And the meta from pre-slate to now is kind of very much kind of gelled into something that we'll talk about. And whether or not that's good in just a second. So for this last week, I'm sorting this all by win rates. So you're all just going to have to put up with it. Um, at the top, we have Necrons with a 10.8% meta representation. A 56.7% win rate. 4 event wins, 16 top 4s, 30 top 10s, and a 2.06 for overrep. Jesus Um, Christ. We're not done now. That's not even the highest overrep so far of the weekend. Yeah, but
3: for it to make up 11% of the meta and to have a 2 on overrep is wild. That means they're making up over 20% of top 4s. Yep, 20% of top 4s. That means
1: they're probably always at least one one Necron in that top 4. Almost always. Uh, thousand suns had 31 players, 2.6 percent of the meta. They had a 56.1 percent win rate. They won two events, had five top fours, nine top tens, and a 2.72 over rep. Um, yeah, it's quite high. It is, it's quite high. Has everybody just forgotten how to get Magnus again? They have. I, I, there was a funny thing locally where people were like, How fast can Magnus move again? And somebody was like, As fast as the answer is bored as fast as a Laz Cannon can shoot, that far. <laughs> um, Further, actually. Yeah, he moved advanced. advanced 54 inches, I think, total.
2: Well, is, he moves like, his total 16
3: range. base, right?
2: 14 plus 2 times 3. Oh, he's 14 Some reason, I
3: had 16 base in, in my head, but that's just because...
2: He was 16 in 8th in edition when he could warp time.
3: <laughs> that's what it was. All right. Yeah, because he just also, takes the plus 2, and then he goes 48 without advancing.
2: Yep. And then he can
1: go 54 if he
2: advances. Up to, yeah, yeah. So the he, he didn't, didn't have a charge restriction in the initial pre-index days. <laughs> Terrifying! I'm really glad here. it
3: does. It does now, thankfully. Fortunately,
1: um, custodies had 102 players made up 8.4 percent of the meta, which is there's so many more custodies yeah, players yeah. again than there were before. It's like almost doubled, I think. I'm
3: getting because, really nasty flashbacks to two years ago. Because yeah, but, just one
0: player, just stop. Because I'm an idiot, I thought you were about to say Custodies had a 104% win rate and I was about to be real confused. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, they, they, I know they're winning a lot, but
1: that seems unlikely. Those Hilaris Terminators teleported to the next table over and won some other Fuck games that guy and up then too. came back. Yeah. yeah. Um, they had a 55.1% win rate. They won an event, they got two top fours, 12 top tens. Actually, only had an overrep of 0.33. I think there's some diminishing returns going
2: on in this situation a little bit. Yeah, the average custodies player still sucks, but it's but they we'll keep his, other factions hard. We'll,
1: we'll talk a little bit more because I think this is like a little bit weird, but we'll talk about it a little bit more in a second. Don't worry, guys. I've got more custodies information at the end of this section. Uh, gray knights are next 46 players, 3.8 percent of the meta. 54% win rate, two event wins, which is kind of nice. Five top fours, 11 top tens, and a 1.83 over rip. I almost said 1.3, but it's 1.83 over rep. So Grey Knight's kind of popping up. I know they won the Milwaukee GT with like six and Greg and equivalents or
2: something. Oh, well done, Greg. Meh.
1: Oh, is it Greg who won? Good job, Greg.
2: Greg won one in Australia, yeah. Good work, buddy. Eric
0: Forsman, one of uh, Team USA's starting team last year, won the Milwaukee event.
1: Yep. Yeah, Midwest Midwestern champion, Eric Forsman. That's right. Who, <laughs> just to remind people. Um, and no patron, one on Team USA is from the Midwest, though. No, yeah. and longtime patron uh, Derek got second place with guard at that event.
3: Also so,
0: undefeated. Also undefeated. the battle
1: points. Yep.
3: Eric's listed so
0: bad as fuck. That was this fucking sweet. It's very funny. Fucking <laughs> what was it? Grey Knight it's Redeemer, like, six dreadnights.
1: It's it's basically dreadnought spam, but yeah, you has got
0: three too, I'm pretty sure. I don't know, man. It's just so many, so much vehicle nonsense. It's down. so funny. Anti-fly two up is goddamn hilarious.
1: Somebody was like, somebody said, Oh, he must not have hit any swarms, and somebody else was like, but it was 16 d6 incinerator shots. I think that the list will be okay, guys. <laughs> Ow.
0: That list ruins swarms, it's not even close.
1: Yeah, I don't think it's close. In fifth place for the weekend. Hit with your extra greens. In fifth place for the weekend, still not out of the top five is Eldari, although their meta representation is now only four point six percent, so it's actually gone down by half, effectively. Not low enough yet. Hey, yeah, you leave you leave the elves alone, just a little. Uh, Fifty three point two percent win rate, one event win, five top fours, seven top tens, although still managing a one point five for overrep. So you know, not out. Um, other event winners: Death Guard won an event and have a 1.56 overrep. Uh, Drukari also have won another event, uh, 0.35 overrep though, and only a 50.6% po- win rate. So, you know, if just... you'd
0: like to get a really clear picture of what Drukari does into good players, you should look at their results at Pyra.
1: Yep. Oh, how did that triple Void Raven list? Not
2: do? good. Buddy. Oh, horribly.
1: <laughs> I saw that list and was very confused. It didn't even beat us.
0: Did it crack? <laughs> up, did it make double-digit points?
3: Uh, I can tell you right now. Yes, but actually, I, I did a little summary for for all the factions. Uh, it did. It managed to score a thirteen point win over what I believe is Netherlands orcs. A ten point draw into I. Th- was it England? They played the last round.
0: Uh, no, we played England.
2: No, oh, then oh. Uh, Nicol- oh, yeah, your orcs. Those poor flash kids died, and all the outside to the planes went away.
3: <laughs> Got blown out. Uh, scoring two points each into Black Templars Iron Storm piloted by Alex Harrison, uh, two points into Eldari's Battlehost piloted by uh, Riccardi from Belgium, and Ptsiniko's Astro Militarium beat it uh, 15-5. So it scored a grand total of 32 points, averaging a 6.4
1: the rest of the GT winners for the weekend because there are so many of them, uh, Chaos Knights won a GT. They had a 0.86 for overrep and a 50% win rate. Avotan took home a GT with a 0.53 for overrep. Space Wolves won a GT, uh, with the Stormlands detachment with 25 Wolven, Wolfen, not Wolven, and like um, so many Thunderwolf cavalry.
3: cavalry. Yeah, and yeah.
1: all of the characters that could ride Thunderwolves and Logan in a sleigh. It was it was something that I looked at and I was like, I'm going to close this tab because I don't know what to make of it and go away right. from it I for hope,
0: a minute. I hope that list catches on so I can play against so. it.
3: <laughs> Maybe uh, you could or- play it.
0: You could. No,
1: orcs also won a GT. They had a 47.9% win rate, uh, 0.58 for overrep. And then at the bottom, we have Space Marines, who managed to take home a GT win with a 0.46 for overrep. And then Chaos Space Marines are the last GT winner for the weekend. They won a GT uh, with a 43.7% win rate overall and a 0.77 overrep. At the very, very bottom of this...
2: I feel like once we go past fifty percent, we should start calling it the loss rate so it sounds better. <laughs> like they have a fifty-six point eight percent loss rate. <laughs> no, look,
1: I already have a hard enough people, hard enough people, hard enough time talking to people about how win rates and overrep work that I don't need to talk to people about how I'm going into the reverse and counting up wounds instead of down wounds
0: now. Basically, it's too much work, buddy. People that get count up should be put out of an airlock.
1: Who count up? I'm going to talk about the very bottom of this stats and then we can talk more about other things. Um, Adeptus Mechanicus did the worst of the weekend. They had 17 players, a 1.4% meta representation, and a 34.8% win rate. But they did get a top four and two top tens and managed to squeak out a 0.99 over rep. So they're just doing fine, guys. I don't want to hear any complaints. That 35% <laughs> win rate is fine. Everything is fine. Just don't worry about
3: how's, it. How's uh how's world eaters doing?
1: We're not there yet. I don't where are they? Oh, they're there. They are. Uh, the, okay. Yeah, they're... <laughs> Where'd they even go? Uh 31 players, 2.6% meta representation, a 47.5% win rate, zero event wins, two top fours, four top tens for a one point zero nine over rep. So again, perfectly balanced in every way. Just fine. We've Doesn't balanced. need any changes. Nope. Uh, rounding out the bottom five, though, we have Dark Angels, who had a 434 uh top four and four top tens.
2: This is pre quarter cool
1: X. Yeah, Chaos Space Marines, who had that 3.6% meta representation and 43.7% uh, win rate that I talked about just a second ago. Space Marines, who are only 6% of the meta right now when you take out all the derivations of them and a 44% so like win rate. Percent cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, basically
3: Vanguard and. and... Vanguard mainly. Yeah.
1: And then squeaking out of the into the forty-five to fifty-five percent balanced win rate bracket is Tyranids, who made up five point eight percent of the meta, had a forty-five point eight percent win rate, no ta, no event wins, no ta, one top four, five top tens, and a zero point two four for over rep, which is
2: actually just misery. Um, <laughs> playing Tyranids yeah, and singles is the most depressing thing you can do in forever. I know. Uh but well,
1: and continue, continuing
2: continue their okay
1: continuing the trend of making me sad every time i talk about them our sisters of battle who are now just perfectly in the middle this week um with a 48.2 percent win rate a top four two top tens and a (laughs) 0.6 you know just doing what they do which is whatever it is that they do so that's this week's event this week's events when we look at overall since the slate so like the last three weeks essentially including this week so we hit our four week average will now show updated data on the faction win rate tracking device on the stat check dash the meta website um custodies are at the top by win rate with a 56.9 percent win rate and a 1.6 over rep they've won four events have 18 top fours and 33 top 10s Necrons are in second place on that 55.9% win rate, six event wins, 26 top fours, 55 top tens, and an over rep of 1.84. Sisters of Battle, who have a 54.7, three event wins, four top fours, nine top tens, and 1.28. Thousand Suns, who have a 54.6, two event wins, five top fours, 14 top tens, and a 1.54 over rep. And then the only faction in the top 10 without a higher than one over rep is Black Templars, who have a 54.6, but they have no event wins. They have four top fours, 22 top 10s, and a 0.79. Then we have Death Guard, Grey Knights, and Eldari rounding out the top 10 with Tau, who have a 52.9, 52.5, 51.7, and 51.3. Um, and all of them have above one, four over rep. Everybody basically after that has under a one, except for factions that have very low meta representations and then Astro Militarum. So one of the problems and things that I kind of wanted to talk about is when we look at win rate in this situation, right? We're really keen on this 55 to 45 percent win rate window as being the balance window and right now only two factions are above it and then only a few factions four factions are under it um and so you'd think and actually i do think that the slate did a reasonably good job of this is that they've kind of pushed things over the last three weeks since this slate kind of into the middle more but when you look at event wins and you look at over it you see that there are still significant numbers of haves and have-nots kind of in that list. And so we still have some problems when we look at other analytics, and this is the reason why we should not just use win rate when we're looking at balance for the purposes of the 40K meta, is that we need to look at overrep, and we need to look at GT wins and top fours, and we also need to look at, when we look at the check website itself, where you can look at these things, you can look at the 4-0 rate of factions, those are things that are important to also look at when we're looking at the health of the meta and like how balanced the meta is. Because right now, you have a bunch of factions that are kind of soaking up top four placements, and then you have some factions that are suffering from top four placements. Um, So yeah, the meta is better, and I want to kind of like push that forward a little bit, but the meta is also not amazing. And there are still some problems that need to be fixed. Custodes and Necrons are kind of the primary drivers of pain points that we're currently seeing in the meta Um, but it is nice to see that despite the fact that two factions are kind of doing the best is that the spread of event wins and the spread of over rep is much better now than it was before.
2: Yeah, it feels like there's still a lot of factions doing fine, even though there yeah. are some fairly hostile things going on.
0: The Rock, Paper, Scissors nature of the meta doesn't make me particularly interested in playing in it from a singles perspective, because it feels like basically anything that leads you to a successful tournament when path is wildly not in your control.
2: Um, to be fair though, Anthony, the last time you were looking forward to a singles meta was like pre-2022, so...
0: That's not true. Uh was fun. I wasn't necessarily looking forward to that, but at least it was new. Um, and the end of ninth was awesome. So, um.
1: I do think that the good thing is that the slate seems to have been at least relatively effective in tamping down some of the most egregious things that we saw pre slate. Yeah, Not like that all. Not that all, 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 all the, the tamping down the was German equal. Some people like CSM got thrown out a window. Some people like Eldari got a gentle like slap on the wrist and aren't winning as many events as they did before, but are still quite capable of winning events, which is seen in the data, right?
3: Which realistically is where we wanted them to settle at the end. Like none of us wanted Eldari. I, I joke about it often, but none of us actually wanted Eldari just yeeted from the meta. <laughs> two
1: two people do definitely. I, I wanted CSM yeeted from the meta. I got my wish. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm going to share a screen
3: which kind of illustrates a little bit of this point just a little
1: just for funsies because I know you're all So what are we looking
3: at Nathan for the benefit of the podcast listeners so
1: here so podcast listeners what we're going to see is www.stat-check.com slash the-meta and if you go to faction or you go to win rate trends at the top of that you will see the same graph that I'm looking at right now and if you look all the way to the right You'll see the four-week running average. And right now, where we're at is right here. Uh, and this has one week still in it of data from pre-slate. So next week, we'll have a complete post-slate picture on this trend. And right now, it looks like what we've generally seen post-slate is that factions have started to kind of just move towards the center for the most part. Pretty there are some... There are some examples of things that don't work very well. Um, If you pull out custodies, for
3: example, they look like this. If you click on the line in between them, you can highlight it a little bit better for the viewers like this. Yeah, there you go. I mean,
2: it's not terrible. They're still in the window and it appears for now. (laughs) They're still in the window for now. Of the broken of the almost broken for the entirety of until the first slate, Then they drop off until now. Where they steadily jump back up to exactly where they were last time when they got nerfed. Hmm. But everyone sucks more now.
0: I fucking hate that army, man. The way it just removes entire archetypes from the game really tilts me.
1: And then here's Titanic
0: just so people can see <laughs> it. Those guys are heroes. <laughs> this is, there this were is the two win rate this 50... weekend
3: at the same event 50% down I mean, to
0: 25%. Less archetypes on the map than World of Years does. Really... That's not even close. They're almost the same thing. The archetype I removed from the meta is bad players.
1: Yep. And then Eldari actually looks like they're starting to go under the window a little bit. which is They might have finally figured it out. Maybe. We'll see. Or they might have just added just the right amount of seasoning for predators that hurt Eldari. I don't know. Yeah, I don't yeah. know.
0: I wrote a team comp earlier that didn't have Eldari in it, like on purpose. Ooh. So that's progress. Mm-hmm.
3: And it's it, Necro- it's, a, it's finally a point where you can consider not including them. Two teams of pirate didn't, and then here are Necrobs.
1: Um, kind of just flirting with that fifty five percent
3: fifty five percent edge right now.
2: I think at will continue to come down. People are kind of starting to get to grips with them a little more.
3: Yeah, they're starting to, but the big concern is that making up eleven percent of the meta and dominating the way that they can. They have. Could result in submission for
2: sure i definitely like i would like to see necron changes but i also think if we didn't see them it wouldn't kill the game for the next three months
3: i agree and then here are imperial
1: knights who have started to kind of bounce back from that the very low dull drums that impressive. they have
3: temporarily
2: i wish Drum. they went lower
3: we know in this you know i don't think they should exist as a faction but that cat is very much out of the bag
2: it almost wasn't. If we let them go down another 10%, it wouldn't, they would have not been. It would be
1: like admac so who fell bad. off
3: the table. Yeah, where are the boys in red looking? You know what? This is this is Codex release, and they went down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a little sad. <laughs>
1: that's rough. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Sorry, Cogboys. We found a couple
3: of cool builds, and everyone realized that you just have to disrespect them, and they lose.
1: Yeah, so that's just what I wanted to show today. I would argue that while the meta is better, there's still improvements to be made and that you have to look outside of win rate in order to kind of see where those pain points are. We love win rate. Win rates are great at the glance, like kind of determination of how the meta is doing. When you sum it together, the win rates are generally pretty accurate and kind of accurately portray the health of the game at kind of like a grand scope. But when you start looking at other analytics is when you start to actually see how things are moving and shaking underneath win rate um and then i'm getting yelled at by by a kiwi about how i don't understand how hemispheres work and how it's currently winter in other places and summer in other places i don't know
2: man i'm just giving up with that
1: so yeah um,
2: no we don't have individual data sheet uh go and check out dirt sheets if you want to see anything on that
3: yeah dirt Sheets yep. covers x and one list so you could just look at the prevalence of because there are a handful of night lists that go x and one every week not many yep.
1: Yeah, Dirt Sheets is a great example of how you can kind of look at these lists and see what they're bringing and kind of what actually is being thrust about in the meta.
2: Um, Mostly, night players are being thrust about.
1: Sure. Poor guys. I'm sorry, guys. Um, Yeah, so that's what I got this week for stats. Meta, generally better, but could be better.
3: Can always be better. I think that's unfortunately the challenge of a game that's constantly evolving. And then, Jeremy, you said that you wanted to have a rules corner this week. No, that's not what I was asking about. Oh, no. What are we going to talk about this week? I don't know. We'll talk about whatever people want to talk about. I mean, you should, they should hey, talk about Pyro. Or spine. are they going to do that at Enter the Matrix in tomorrow anyways?
2: <laughs> oh, and to yes. Frontline finally grew a spine. We could talk more about Pyra. So many oh, users, uh, yeah. But...
3: Frontline Gaming finally grew a spine. This is actually something that I do want to celebrate. So I've I've heard through some anonymous sources um, that the Tau player who caused some issues at LSO and then caused further issues uh, at Cherokee this weekend has been effectively banned from indefinitely from frontline events. It's good. It's good to see some movement on stuff like that
1: that results in actual disciplinary action. So we don't have ongoing... uh, negative participation in the hobby from people, you know, you can eliminate chronic bad actors and it's good for the game
3: overall. Yeah, I think the biggest thing for me is there being a path through I want to call it redemption, but that's kind of the best way of putting it because ideally everyone gets to enjoy the hobby and no one. No one's enjoyment of of an event is impacted by someone. Mis- someone's misdeeds or their their ill behavior because that's really what we want at the end of the day so we just want everyone to have fun with toy soldiers yeah.
1: we don't yeah. want to deal with all the other stuff that comes along with you know toilet dice and stuff like that alongside the hobby
2: we don't need that guys yeah, exactly i was disappointed we didn't have any controversies of power this year we could have done so much more for the international meme scene
3: you clearly should have just put vladi into harrison every single round
2: All right.
1: So let's talk about Pyra Cup and kind of some experiences maybe of it just a little bit and then
2: HyperCrypt is so goddamn boring to play. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so Innes, what did you play this weekend? Dude, we got Pyra. We got...
0: We got 10 10 in us back dude it was really exciting <laughs> two rounds two
1: rounds
2: i had fun <laughs> <laughs> two rounds
1: which two rounds did you have fun
2: so uh i so i played um i played four Catan hypercrypt my round one i played against the Lishus grey knights where she was like yeah so i just brought all the two up saves so the so that i can't die to necrons i just have too many units and he sure it's <laughs> working then i played ben jurek's custodes and we started we stared at each other and we swapped all objectives and we both burned each other's <laughs> own objectives and we sure did score 10s. And then I played uh, Rude on Sisters. And Val and his Paragons, Val and his Paragons, shot, charged, and fought a katan. And the net result was that my katan killed Val in combat. And that was a fun game. Um, taking 0 from a 14-dice tank shock is it's good. It's peak katan energy. He rolled one, one five, one five. Um, that game, I hit my charges, is the simple, um, which was great fun. Um, game 4 I played into more custodes um, and we stared at each other Once this was prior to targets so I looked at it and I was like well I can't stop him scoring 50 primary because he's going second so I better stop him scoring a secondary guard so I killed his secondary units and won by 8 points 11-9 um, you know very fun and interactive gameplay um, I think I used epic challenge like conservatively 20 times in five games um like my turn because you're not killing a unit of custodians but i can kill a dude he's the same as the other ones right so.
3: and he usually gives them something pretty good
2: exactly the, the unit's not killing me without that guy so um i almost almost got ben is uh trajan didn't fail the desperate breakout when he was wrapped by warriors and then didn't die to the overwatch when he was at one wound I was heartbroken um, but then Ben filled a 500 rollable charge, so it, t- it it matched up. We both, we both dropped our five-point card. <laughs> yeah, we both dropped our five-point card to stupid stuff. It was great. Um, And then my last game, I played Max from one of the Polish boys, and Max had one of those... Um, You know when you have one of those games where you do something and you're like, oh, I shouldn't have done that, but I'm too proud to be like, do you mind if I like didn't do that like a little bit? So he, he chained out a 20 model squad of... Um, of neophytes two guys at one end two guys at the other and then a full chain down the distance and the void dragon I looked at it and I was like you sure he went yep and I went void dragon overwatch and killed 14 of them by killing two. Aww, um, hey. they just all died to go here and see but in in fairness though it did result in him scoring engage which he wouldn't have otherwise <laughs> um because okay. <laughs> his unit got cut down to the point where it was going engaged now the silver um,
1: lining that we're pulling out of this situation is quite yeah.
3: narrow that's <laughs> um, that's impressive
2: it was really depressing because it then like unmoved blocked the Nightbringer who charged his Homer's unit who then like which then meant that my Nightbringer was in his deployment zone on turn two having walked there and you know like the things that you're not looking for Nightbringer then the next turn proceeded to roll a 10 charge fly over a brick of Neophytes um, to see the character that was in Guam, like 30 miles away, an epic challenge him to death. Um, you know, normal stuff like that. Um, yeah, so that, that game ended up in nineteen one. one We called that on turn. We called that on turn three when he, his engaged unit, charged my warriors and I had to go into heroic range of the Catan. And I went, okay, heroic. And he went, I concede rather than asking for not charging there. And so we did that instead. Um, the boy had a rough goal. Yeah. Um I, I do have a, one thing One thing to say, though. He thought this was a good matchup, and I just want to question the logic for, if you guys are in a good matchup, the second you guys pick are engaging homers, right? When you're like, I'm going to crush this guy, what I'll do is engage in homers as GSC. Right? That makes sense. No. Cool. Just checking.
3: Yeah. No, Engage in Homer's is the I'm scrambling for points and I'm just going to play the edge of the board and hopefully see, that's get. That's what I thought. Not what? But, not
1: but <laughs> so you're not, uh, you're, you're not going to play Necrons at WTC, is what I'm
2: hearing, in it I mean, look. Like, look.
3: Miserable you
2: were. <laughs> if if, if I'm I'm immortal, immortal, Silent King stays meta, we'll talk. But, okay. <laughs> no, no. And this
3: can play Canoptic in Court world. instead of Hypercrypt.
2: Yeah. No more. Do I look like Josh Roberts? Frankly, I don't the going. Jackson. Jackson.
0: I'm surprised that you didn't play court over a crypt. It's so much more warrior like.
2: I like Katan. They were very, they were like my, the only fun thing I did every game was like teleporting Catan. Um, Every other, uh, and scoring capture and apples with warriors while also move blocking, while also wrapping a rhino. That was good fun. Yeah. Um, uh,
3: where... To answer that one guy's question, um, just because we're talking about it right now, uh, Drukari and Gene Steel Colts the the, that were taken by one team each did equally well they scored 32 differential points across five games which is an average of
2: 6.4 points.
0: let let's go
2: baby it's exactly where you want to be with your cool niche tech army
1: anthony how about you how was your experience at pyra
2: um
0: i had a blast so i play a hyper niche really specific attacker so I get just, like, I'm the sweet, special baby boy. I get nothing but, like, fatherly love and head pats when I'm at a team <laughs> event as world beaters. So, um, also Europe loves to do this thing where they're like, I, I, me, insert random man on a European team here, am the chosen one. Everyone else has failed to outthink Anthony's aggression. But me, I am super smart, and I'm the one that's going to get it done. Um, to the point that I made this joke to the French player, I was like, hey man, maybe you're the one. Maybe you're the chosen one that's finally going to move block and play the mission. And he looked at me, he said, no I'm not, I'm going to shoot you. And then he did. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, fucking fair enough to him, that shit worked. I was really trending towards a 2 till Angron resed on 5. That's a very funny story that I'll tell in a minute. But yeah, so so far, so good. Um, round one I got the triple monolith silent king uh, Florian made like a small deployment mistake basically where he put a monolith a little too close to the line and he could have been a little bit farther back in a different spot and then moved his king out of the corner into a different like safe hole that's not what happened Now I went first and I rolled down ground advance and it was a six so he did, he had one less monolith after turn nine. Um which Meant, like, frankly, rolling the six was, like, humorous, but didn't actually matter, because there was a different monolith that I could have gotten to by killing the screen in front of it, and then piling into the monolith of Angron, but Angron could only go in on so many places at once, so he only lost one. Um, he shot Angron with the king and the other two monoliths, and left him on seven. Um, so then Angron killed the silent king, who decided that this game was now over, and exploded, oh, and no. killed... <laughs> Five, uh, four Immortal squads, a spider, four Immortal squads, not four Immortals, four Immortal squads, a spider, could eat to his own, his other monolith, that then died to Exalted. Um, it, like, killed, like, basically. What I understand,
2: also, one to Angron.
0: Uh, no, he did three to Angron. He took him down <laughs> to four. Um, so he did like exactly. 50
3: mortal wounds to his own army and one to you.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, he did, again, three to me, and I think he killed like an eight bounder or two or something. He killed a lot of his dudes. As it turns out, when you're within six for his aura, it's bad when he explodes.
1: You're within um, six
0: for that explosion. Yeah,
1: yeah. So yeah. A lot of
3: Florian. People... He's such a lovely fellow. How could yeah. that happen to him?
0: Yeah, he's the best. He got scammed um and then his other monolith died in his turn because he didn't fall back with it and karn was like all right enough die um and that was the end of the game um my second round i played against we played the scots so i played nick nick is lovely nick was scared once i told him how far i could move um (laughs) nick then did not deploy like he was scared and got a whole bunch of stuff killed turn one um so we played corners. I went first. I asked him if he was going to wall before I rolled my blood dice, because that's how that works, because this game is definitely written by the best and brightest. Um, and he said, yes. Now, normally you would think, well, surely Anthony just stepped backwards and was like, waste your wall for a turn, and then I'll go in later. That's not at all what happened. So I wrapped his flash gets truck in Jackals. I killed his battle wagon with Angron with Exalted, piled into the 20 man with Angron killed 18 of them, used the other 8 bound unit, piled in, killed the rest, and accidentally killed another truck with the sergeant of the standard 8 bound because I was like, you know, four saves, and he was like, okay, and felt them all, and I was like, 12 damage, I guess. Goodbye, truck. Um, nothing careened, thankfully. That would have been bad. Um, so, yep. That was that game. Uh, it was just like... A little bit of outgunned.
2: For reference, Anthony played Liam next round.
0: Oh, good lord! You guys (laughs) gave him a terrible chance.
2: We wanted him to learn how to play aggressive.
0: Right? He uh, he learned how to get aggressed. Um.
3: Man was the bottom scoring player of the event.
0: Oh, I thought you were going to say something very different. I was going to agree. Um, the.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, sorry, not the lowest.
0: Nice.
1: Well, that's better. Yeah, that sounded like kicking somebody. Oh, no, he was I'm
3: sorry. I'm looking oh, at the wrong. So notes. Worse. Worse. <laughs> this <laughs> roller coaster can't worse.
1: continue,
3: <laughs>
0: Jeremy. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, after that, I played against uh, Joker from Contact Lost. Um, he was uh, a we played against the Polish. Um, I thought this matchup was pretty favored, and then we deployed, and I like looked at the map and like put literally a rhino down, and I was like, oh, he's not scoring any points this game. Because he could just never hold an objective without dying, and it was just the one with just the two in the middle. Um, so, yeah, that was a yeah, thing. Yeah, Vital Ground with Chaos Knights can be a little rough sometimes. V- vital Ground with Chaos Knights into Eaters is just like, what the fuck are we even doing here? Um, I Deep Struck and Exalted 8 Bound for the first time in a long time in that game, and it was real nice to be able to Rapid Ingress and just complete a flank with them. Um, so, that was cool. WGC boards make that play in general a lot better, especially now that I have something to do with my second scout because I have a second Jackals unit. Uh, fourth round was France. That was the guard player that shot me to shit. Um, his first activation of the game was a Manticore into some Exalted 8-Bound, and was like, alright, four saves. I failed all four, then passed none of the field pains on those four wounds and lost four dudes, and I was like, well, that's one way to start this, I guess. Um, so... That was a thing. Angron rezzed on 5, and in prios, that's pretty good. Um, he rapid ingressed to score <laughs> me a 10, and then proceeded to kill a tank commander to score me 5 on assassinate, and 5 on area denial, and 5 more at the end of the game. So that was cool.
2: And um, he finally did the prios to somebody instead of
0: getting priosed. Yeah, that's right. That's the first time that's ever happened. Um, the way I rezzed Angron was super funny. It was, I rolled the blood roll at the start of the turn, And I got two sixes. And my opponent was like, oh, so he's not back. And I like pointed at my home field where I had four jackals, one of which had an icon on it. And I was like, easy six. And I picked it up and rolled the six. Um, (laughs) He was not pleased. Uh, (laughs) uh, So that was that. And then in the last round, I played against English. I played against Tom. He was super nice. Uh, We had a similar misunderstanding about how far i could move where i was like yeah i'm gonna go 23 and he was like all right cool so your threat range is 23 and i was like that's not at all what i said what i said was i'm gonna go 23 and we were playing in corners again so i went first in corners against the orcs a second time um but i had talked about this in deployment so we were able to set him up to deploy in such a way that he didn't immediately lose he just immediately lost for different reasons he didn't law and i threw my whole army at him uh, because we are on corners, I didn't have to use advance and charge, I didn't have to use plus 2 move, so I took fight on death and feel no pain, and then I killed something in my turn, and took sustained, and then he jumped out of his trucks and fought me, and I killed... I just had to write this game up. Um, in his turn, he lost 15 knobs, a war boss, 8 mega knobs, a mega boss, and... Something else to just fight on deaths,
3: a four-up fight on death, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, you only need like two guys to swing. My whole army was huddled around like a bunch of my. Army I know. I'm, I'm just. Angron. I'm just
3: pointing out that that is an insane amount to do on the clapback in his turn.
0: He had no invuln. The knobs fit like get hit by a eight pound and just no save die. <laughs> it's very sad. Um. So yeah. That was that. a good time. I had a good time. That's exactly it. <laughs> Even my worst game was at least funny. Um, so I closed out the event, scoring in eighty-nine points across the uh, across the five rounds, and got top scorer. Woo! Um, it's I good that a...
2: you at least finally lost on world leaders' league like, properly. That's yeah. true. Yeah, I had a. That was
0: my first loss with world leaders in the teams environment. So, we ha- we got one out of the way before we go to Eurotrash.
2: You get one. No more for Eurotrash and Alpine. Oh, okay. My bad.
1: Sorry. <laughs> so, what are the next team events, then? We've kind of talked about it kind of very vaguely
0: In for both t- of you. two weeks? Three weeks? Two weeks? Two
2: and a half weeks. Two weeks on Thursday, you'll be flying. I Fuck.
0: Uh, I go to Netherlands for Alpine Cup. I mean, I go to Netherlands for Eurotrash Cup. Uh, where I'm playing a part. Have we part. told
2: everyone, have we told the world what our team is for that? Yeah. Or should we just do that again because it's still funny every I mean, time. You, you can tell them. I am going to forget clearly. All right. So, we have half of Team America. Um, we have Brian Sype, Anthony Vanella, Jack Harpster, John Lennon. We have David Gaylor from Team New Zealand. We have Meissen and Typhus from Team Poland. And myself from Team Scotland. So, the other
1: people just might as well not show up, is what I'm hearing based on Look, that. We're going to go to players, a bunch of
2: national teams, and we're bringing like half of Team America. If yeah. they can't even contest, why are they showing up to WTC?
0: Yeah, if they can't beat half of Team America, what are we even doing? It's true. Cool. One of those players is from the academy. You know what I mean? It's going to be fine.
2: Exactly.
3: <laughs> Typhus didn't <laughs> even start at
2: WTC
0: That's right.
3: Typhus didn't even play at WTC last year.
0: Exactly.
3: Well, if he, didn't start, he was a wonderful co-host right? instead.
2: Yeah, he
3: was. A, yeah. He was a all I saw Typhus co-host. doing.
2: at WGC <laughs> was crying, and that clearly not because he was playing games well. Yeah, <laughs> love you, Typhus. <laughs> Ty- I mean,
0: Typhus had did not has not lost a game with sisters, and I was like, oh, and like teams are in general. And he was like, ever, and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, and it's a gorgeous
3: um, army on top of that.
0: Yeah, yeah. He uh, he definitely gave Quentin a bit of a in. <laughs> um. <laughs> So yeah, that was a uh, that's that's the future, and then like two, three, what is it? Some other small like sub- three weeks but...
2: after that, we have Alpine.
3: So when is Anthony just moving to Europe? Eventually, I don't know. <laughs> Whenever we can
2: convince him, bro.
0: It's not me. It's Anthony. Yeah.
2: Nathan, would you like to do the plug of vlogs?
0: I guess
1: I I haven't done these in like Jeremy can do them or Anthony Yeah I'll do (laughs) them Do you want to alternate back and forth who does them Is that what we're going to do to just make it extra scuff Jeremy or do you just want
3: to do them I I can do them I don't mind Just, Just do them buddy all right, I will go through. I actually have notes for this, so I'm going to go to the right channel for it. Oh, that's much better because I was just going to off the cuff, do them and like miss like eight. Things. no. Uh, all of this is down in the doobly do in the bottom in the description of the video, but I'm going to read it out for the benefit of our podcast listeners and for anyone who just you know doesn't want to click down there. Um, but essentially we have quite a lot going on in this channel now. Um, we now have three shows and then one that's currently on high on, sh- on temporary hiatus. So we have this, which is the main show, which is stat check, uh, live every single Tuesday night at 6 p.m. Eastern 11 p.m. UK time, I think, uh, 3 p.m. Pacific. And if you're somewhere in the in-betweens, figure out your time zone. Um, coastal elites will tell you what time you're in. <laughs>
2: uh,
3: then we have, uh, Take All Comers, which is a new show. They've now had three episodes. They are a weekly show every, I believe, Saturday afternoon-ish Eastern. The time has been varying a little bit, but we will try to get a proper schedule on the YouTube page so people can follow that. Um, so that is, uh, how would you describe Take All Covers?
2: A bunch of guys talking about the Warhammer that they're playing at a high level.
3: Yeah, a bunch of Team USA guys who are grinding it out at some of the highest levels of play. And occasionally going out and doing recording an episode in the outdoors, which you know,
2: is cool as fuck, and more people should do that.
3: Yeah, that was pretty awesome. Um, Then we have we do an hour show, who is currently on hiatus, but it is, uh, as one some person described to me, the ultimate dad hammer podcast, and also the best thing ever. If you're going to travel, just listen to them for all of Cliff's travel tips. Um, yeah. uh, So that is currently on hiatus. They I they had their 20th episode a little while ago. Um, They're just taking a break for personal reasons that will be back at some point, we expect. Uh, And then we have uh, Enter the Matrix, which is our team's focus show, uh, which is hosted by Nathan, not this one, the one that's over there. Nathan Roberts um, of Team England uh, and then Pumbaa and Typhus of Team Poland. Uh,
2: Uh, They they should have an episode tomorrow. Tomorrow Yeah, they should have an episode
3: tomorrow. I
2: think it's 4.30 Eastern, 9.30 your time. Nine, not nine thirty, okay, unless that's just our call time. But yeah, we'll be myself and Anthony will be on that one. We're gonna be doing a proper full in depth of the Pirate Cup.
3: Yep, that should be a very interesting show. Uh, and then, yeah, so that's what we currently have going on. Um, if you would like to support all the work that we're doing here um, and enable us to do some of the things we do, like travel to events, help judge other events, do classes at events um then you can check us out at patreon.com stat check check us a few bucks a month uh and that will get you access to our discord which is i think close to 500 if not more than 500 people now um we have some of the best names in 40k we've added in a bunch more wtc players in the last little while following pyro cup um so there was some very interesting discussions earlier about poland's uh Nid Swarm list which featured a lot of big bugs I uh, think discussions like that happen on the regular in there. So it's very interesting. Uh, we also have the opportunity to play in the vibe check league, uh, which is, uh, I mean, it's exactly what you think it is. It's a TTS league. that's run by StatCheck, but you'll have the opportunity to play against some of the best players in the world um, by participating in this. Uh, we also have something that has been running for a while now called miniature golf uh, or miniature opportunity golf. I think is what we've termed it now. And the uh, the premise behind this is uh, low scores are great. So every single time that you finish painting or sell off some of your models, your score goes down. Uh, And the reason I'm talking about this right now is that we have recently agreed with our sponsor, the Red Dragon Comics Cards and Games uh, that we're going to start raffling off some prize support in the form of store credit to people who participate in uh, the miniature opportunity golf. There's a subtle irony there. I won't lie about
1: us awarding store credit. Two people for scoring highly for doing hobby stuff who are trying to get rid of things, but give them credit to buy more. Things. Look,
3: it's we all know it's a it's a it's a self-fulfilling cycle. True. Um, yeah, so check out our one of the first of our sponsors, which is the Red Dragon. You can check them out at the red at red-dragon.ca uh, link is in the show notes. Um, yeah, they do a whole lot of amazing stuff for us. Uh, if you are a patron of the show, uh, you get 20% off store wide. There is a code on the Patreon page that you can find there. Um yeah, Alex tells Red Dragon handing out handicaps for miniature opportunity golf. Pretty much. Um, and then following that, our other sponsors are Wayland Utani. They're we they are the ones that produced all of the terrain for the WTC. Uh, they've partnered with us. We have a discount code in the description. I think it's stat check five, but which will get you five percent off your purchase, um, and then kick back a little bit to the show. Uh, yeah go check them out and then lastly but certainly not leastly we have Saltire Games uh, they are I believe Innes' home store or close to it uh, anyways AJ there does some absolutely fantastic work uh, go check out especially his uh, I should really have one in, with me uh, but his little gauges for measuring and deploying and all of that it's just lovely laser cut stuff um, go support them he supports us uh, yeah keep it
2: going they even did uh, our Paris card for Cup those are really really
3: nice pairing cards um and then last but not least uh there are a few of us here that offer coaching so myself ennis and then typhus from uh enter the matrix all offer coaching at various levels of the game uh if you're interested in that check out staff-check.com coaching
2: did i miss anything
1: you got everything good job buddy
2: new vibe check will be starting up in a couple of weeks and i spend sure for the rules that should be tomorrow once i figure out this prize support for the last one because i've been putting that off for goddamn ages
1: and we do have prize support for all of our attorneys on our tts leagues yeah so they are again generously donated red by
3: red uh red. dan over at the red dragon
1: yep so come possibly win some store credit you know for funsies
3: maybe play against ennis because he's playing
2: 18 chicken walkers it's true never again dude never again (laughs) all right we
1: are going to we are going to move into show questions and so there is another benefit for joining the patreon which is that if you join the patreon you can ask a question in the show questions thread for this week and then we will most definitely get to it um otherwise you can also super chat your question in the youtube chat and we will also most definitely get to it we have also filtered out questions as we've been going um, and we will try to get to those questions, but if this hits two hours, we probably won't get to them because we're going to do those last.
2: And we and also we still have
1: with... show questions from last week that we need to get through. Um, so actually I will start with the show questions
3: from last week and we're going to see how far we get, um, because this is right, going to become, so we are going to do something new here and I forgot to mention it to, to Nathan ahead of time. <laughs> You're going to read the question and I'm going to post it so that we have it on the bottom so that when people are watching us, they know what we're talking about.
1: All right, so we're going to start with the February 20th questions real quick. And the first question is from John Johnston. Uh, it says, question for Innis. Gun to your head, you have to take a Norn to a GT. What's the list idea?
2: Uh, I have a reasonably, like, reasonable invasion fleet list with a Norn in it right now. Uh, I will very quickly build it up. I'm going to run through it in fast time, so you'll just have to keep up. It is Nexus. We have a half turret with minus one damage, a neuro turret with a plus one strike TP. Two by ten gargoyles, a pyrovore, two X-Screens, two Neuralictors, two assimilators, an emissary, two pyrovores, and two squads of rippers. Two thousand points on the nose. It's completely fine.
1: Jeremy, you forgot to put the question on the screen.
3: screen. (laughs) So, great list, but I'm sorry. I couldn't stay focused. Uh, I put the picture in a backstage chat. I put that question in and hit enter, and YouTube rejected it. Cool. It thought it was spam. I
1: love (laughs) it.
2: Yeah. That's probably, yeah. <laughs> all
1: right, we're going to try this again with the second question, which is from Mick Uh, Which other show has the best name and why is it Enter the Matrix? I was actually going to say that Take All Comers has a great name. Um, and I really like their logo quite a bit.
2: Enter the Matrix has the best name because I named it, obviously. Yeah, it's uh, close. Reasonable. I do like X and 1 a lot, actually, as
1: well.
0: That all be good. Yeah.
1: I will admit that when they were coming on to the network take all comers hosts and they mentioned that all of our shows have some kind of weird uh game name thing going and we none of us had noticed yeah, they're that all we were doing they're
2: that all game <laughs> terms that you would use to describe 40k but there aren't explicitly 40k terms in the way that something like rapid fire would be yeah so like we would you know you can have a stat check list, you can be an X in one player you can bring a take all commerce list but none of them are like in the rule book 40k terms which was never something i we had gotten on to but it's kind of cool yeah it was
1: really funny that all of us kind of paused at that moment and were like i guess that's true um <laughs> the next question we're is from genius. it's true uh is from doug which says hi anthony now that space wolves are the same thing as your possessed to buy a list How do you fill your list after maxing the Furry Boys and have you rocked them at any GTs recently?
0: Uh, There is no chance I would play Space Wolves. I have like an old, uh, like from when I first, when I very first started grudging in Space Wolves. Um, So the odds that I play them are extraordinarily low. Um, But if I was going to write that list, I would max out on Wolfen and then I would go to the top right corner in the app where there's the three buttons and hit delete list and play something else.
1: Huh. Um, and then this next question has a visual aid. So I'm going to pull up the visual aid real quick. gonna um, take me just a second. So this is the visual aid that I was provided with. And the question says, follow up, do you have any plans on how to manage dice rolling while wearing big fuzzy paw gloves? It's a
2: really good question. That you should answer that one. <laughs> All of the answers <laughs> it, that I'm
0: coming up with end with like a canceled stat check, so we should just move on. <laughs> okay,
1: we're gonna move on from this question. All right, Frank asks: After a few weeks of new meta past us, what's been hot and not, and has anything surprised you? Um,
2: CSM really suck. Like really. But that doesn't surprise me. I thought like, they'd be okay. They got they kicked really really stuck. Nuts
3: so hard by those nerfs.
0: The, the way CSM is bad is definitely more than I expected. I also think Eldar is not that good.
3: I think they're fine now.
2: Yeah. Fair enough. I think, are fun. I, think,
0: I think they can do a bunch of fucked up stuff. I don't know that it translates to being enough.
1: It's definitely not going to be
0: the same, I don't think.
1: But there's it's, like a core Eldar group who still going to win events. Yeah. Uh, Templar Talk. I don't know if you have this question up or ready, Jeremy. I'd love to hear your thoughts on Gladius versus... This is also from Frank. Gladius versus Righteous Crusaders on which is the better singles build. Gladius can make the case for being the stronger list, but Crusaders could make the, the case for the more forgiving and therefore easier build. Just interested in your thoughts. Would you prefer Gladius or would you prefer Righteous Crusaders? Radius Radius.
2: every day of the week. Righteous is like, big, I don't control my tournament energy. It's also very like,
0: I know this is worse, so I'm just accepting to play it because it's what I feel like doing. The list of the polls played this weekend was interesting, but also ran out of time. Both games I watched it by top of two. So <laughs> I think that rolling feel no pains for those blobs might just take a little bit too much time. <laughs>
1: and then the there's a follow up, follow up to this question from Doug, which is Ironstorm? Question mark. Ironstorm instead, G- Iron instead of Gladius or Righteous Crusaders.
0: I definitely prefer Gladius to Ironstorm, but teach their own.
1: <laughs> I like guns. Guns are good. I feel like in the Shooting Edition, the guns are better, but I don't know that I would call it the Shooting Edition anymore. Like I don't think shooter. I would either. The Guns are still really good. Yeah. That's a discussion for a little bit later. Maybe next episode we can talk about that. Yeah. Uh, Sam Lemon asks a question because we have so many questions. Uh, with Pyro Cup this weekend, a number of players will likely be playing in their first international teams event and against people of a different caliber to normal. What advice do you give to these newbies approaching approaching such a tournament?
0: We have a lot of that. Godspeed. <laughs> um, it's definitely like a conversation about expectation, right? Especially for like the uh american players our country is a uh, real powerful when you consolidate its power but they're very spread thin over the whole of the united states so a lot of our players on our roster are very used to being 5-0 uh and there are definitely people that got a uh, new and exciting experience of losing several games by quite a significant margin um that they may or may not you know normally experience when they play games so it was a uh Like I said, Pyro is perfect for testing the new guys for a lot of reasons, but one of them is that you get to throw them directly into the fire and be like, well, let's see how you do. Because you're, you know, Sean also was there and was just non-playing captain, so he just stood near them.
1: And was like,
0: interesting, and then would walk away. (laughs) Um, So...
1: that's strong, rude, uh, choosing your dice results for you energy. (laughs)
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, he's also picked up the uh, use of the term skill issue when someone rolls badly, which is terrible <laughs> for all of us. No. Um, so, I don't sure Quinn will
2: ever forgive him, he said to him and
0: Nick. I mean, that was your fault. That was I fine don't. in a vacuum and then you made it awful. Exactly. Um, um, yeah, I mean, most of it's just like, hey man, like, you gotta have a you know, a conversation about expectations with the guys, right? Like, Hey, this is a new thing. This is all national teams. Like none of the people you play here for the most part will be like duds. There's not going to be like anyone that just has no idea what's going on. So like, you know, play accordingly. (laughs) Makes
1: sense. Sam, or not Sam, John asks, since I'm on the next question now, now that the lists are live, any odd choices by teams? What's uh-huh. up with that lone GSC list and that Drukari list are the two follow-up questions. Taking guard
2: were some lists that are just bad.
0: Yeah. A lot of people were experimenting, some things just aren't very good.
3: I mean,
1: experiments fail. Take it from a scientist. Sometimes you can be experimenting with something and it just goes terribly I mean, or Honestly,
3: Pyre Cup is the perfect place to do that experimentation because the... What's the best The stakes word are non-existent. It? Yeah, the
1: stakes are non-existent. That makes sense. Uh, Tim the weird boy asks. Boom deck of snaz wagons. What the fuck is up with that?
0: Uh, it's just a tight little. High like decent. OC minus one to hit. aura. doesn't immediately die to indirect. Has assault and grenade keywords. It has a grenade keyword. Yeah there's a guy out the side throwing a molecule. I love so it. It, gets grenades. it also I does uh, it. The tank that. shocks okay. Yeah.
2: I mean. It'd just be doing a bit of stuff.
0: Yeah, it just, it's the it's the of orcs. It does a lot of nothing.
2: Alright, and then uh, Alex
1: W asks a really good question, which is, I'll be judging an event for the first time in a couple weeks. Are there any resources you'd recommend I review beyond the relevant FAQs, etc.?
0: Anytime right. someone has a question, just message it to Kiri.
3: <laughs> Not entirely true, but <laughs> i will help um if you want to have a sit down chat about this message me i think alex has already slid into my dms there's been a few people over the last couple of weeks that have uh if you're looking to start running events and you want to know a little bit more feel free to dm me i try to respond to everyone that dms me about events um i n- have now realized that i should just write that article about running events that everyone's been asking for so that will
2: be it to nathan mean,
3: and you can also dm
1: me questions but i might not answer them in the right way or correctly
2: there's a bunch and, of articles from frontline about how not to a judge and not to run an event i
1: i will also say like the biggest thing that i've learned while judging is that sometimes you just need to tell a table to read their rule you don't have to memorize faqs you don't have mm-hmm. to memorize every data sheet sometimes you just need to ask players and most of this is what i do 90 percent of times when i approach a, a table and they have a question i'm like what does the rule say and then nine times out of ten that fixes the problem and then ten percent of the time you have to dig through your brain for information i mean my first question
3: whenever someone asks me a rules question is what does your rule say and have them read it to me because usually by the time they get about three quarters of the way through it's, oh i didn't read that okay thank you yep.
1: <laughs> and some that's, people will that's ask
3: 90 of of issues at the table um the other, there's 5% where it's, hey, can you measure this? Can I see this? What's this charge? Does this charge make it? Because we forgot to measure before I rolled it. And now it's really tight and contentious. Uh, and then the last 5% is sometimes racking your brain of how does that work again? And then ending up in a DM with someone being like, yeah, okay, I'm not going crazy. This is how it works.
1: Yeah. I think I've had one or two questions where I've had to ask Jeremy, like at events. Like I'm like, am I thinking about this correctly? And sometimes you just need to do that. If you're like one of two judges at an event, sometimes you just need to pull in a third brain and like combine your brain cells together to form three brain cells
2: mm-hmm.
1: and answer a question that way. And sometimes you just have to I will
2: say there's, to brain cell.
3: there's nothing wrong with being wrong at an event. Yep. The issue is yep. when you're wrong at the event and then you double down when you're shown that you're wrong.
1: Yes. Biggest thing is learning to figure out that you're, you need to learn and adapt. 80% and, of
3: right. the time. Players just want unanswered, something to go on so that they don't have to butt heads with their opponent over it. Because be like, Jeremy said this. I'm just going to go with this. I don't think it's right. But we'll talk afterwards. Yep.
1: And then we're going to move to the next question, which is from Tom, which is, why is Napoleon Dynamite such a polarizing movie? Um, How long ago was Napoleon Dynamite released at this point? I'm
3: going to get psychic damage from this, aren't I? Probably. 20 years ago. So twenty years ago. Holy shit! Really? I don't think this movie is polarizing anymore. I don't think it is either. I don't yeah, think it, it came was out even... June eleventh, two thousand and four. There were probably
2: players was... of are younger than that.
3: I'm. I wouldn't be surprised no, to learn that it there, was, a, there was there was a guy on the that.
2: Dutch on the on the Dutch team that was seventeen. Anthony. Oh no! All right, we're going to go on to two, the next question. In born
1: in two thousand and seven. <laughs> This is hurting my feelings too much, and I can't. Uh, Bryn asks, assuming GW sees the crash of world leaders, what needs to be corrected come next data slate? Points or just favor? Nothing. Um, and...
3: What crash?
0: So, I mean, I mean, the faction definitely fell off. Like, people that are normal folk that aren't me are definitely having a struggle and doing a time. Um, like, you could probably just reverse the points, and it would be fine. Um, it was, like, kind of rude that they stabbed them in the points for no reason. Like, the... <laughs> stabbed them like, in the <laughs> points. Like, it just was so stupid. It was, like, all the changes. You're like, oh, okay, I see what you're doing. You fixed of The problem's Oh, by the way, fuck you, you, you lose 80 points. Like, why? Why? <laughs> what the fuck? Um, yeah, like, it, the list as it plays, plays fine. Like, you literally, like, this is the problem with this is. I, as the world leader player will almost certainly never play Custodies. If I play against Custodies during this balance window, one of my pairings, guys, fucked up. So, but, like, I, as a person that's looking to go to play a singles event, like, I would think, you know, world leaders are in a much worse spot, right? Um, I don't really know what you do to fix that. I think it's honestly not so much a world leaders problem as it is a Custodies existence problem. And... That is what it is. Um, I think you kind of just accept that fate when you play something as skewed as World Leaders that you're going to have a matchup in there out there that fucking blows. Um, to the extent to which it blows is definitely something that is more obnoxious than like armies that, like melee skew armies that I've taken in the past. Um, I've definitely been, you know, a man with a bad matchup or two before, but this is like really egregious. Um I don't know. There's not really a whole lot to really fix. Like I think if you fixed world leaders in such a way that they could beat current custodians, they would just be fucked. So you probably shouldn't do that. <laughs> yeah. Um I don't know how you make world leaders players stand behind walls when you sold them a line of fantasy that's run at your opponent. Yeah. Unlucky.
1: <laughs> Preston now asks, How you doing?
3: How are Pretty you good. doing,
1: Jeremy?
0: I
3: don't know anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a TT right. this weekend that I'm anxious about. That's that's the gist of it all right now. So I'm just like I finished painting. I'm gonna put some. I'm gonna put some transfers on this army, and we're just gonna hope that the plan works. How you doing,
0: Anthony? I'm doing great. I'm looking to play Blood Angels this weekend for the first time since two thousand and twenty
2: playing Olivier's list or something more
0: something more interesting? Um something similar. <laughs> oh,
2: Olivier's
1: list <laughs> is sweet. It's yeah, is subtle, subtly rolling Olivier under the boss. Yeah, I like rolling him
0: under it. Uh, yeah, it's it's Sons of Sanguinius, I'm pretty sure. I'm going back and forth between if I want to play Gladius or Sons, but I'm pretty sure it's going to be Suns. Um, I haven't gotten to play Gladius or a Land Raider Redeemer at all this edition. Um, so I'm definitely playing with the Land Raider. There are no Inceptors, but I do have Scouts. There's Foot Death Company and Regular Death Company. That part seems fun. I have a sanguinor. Like, it looks really fun. Uh, I just have to decide if I'm playing... The list is literally point for point, like, the exact same. It's just if I'm playing Gladius or if I'm playing Sons.
2: I, I, I keep looking at it, and I'm like, I get why this is Sons, but I also think this would just be as fun in Gladius.
0: I mean, the difference between the Death Company having 40 and 30 attacks or 20 and 15 is pretty significant. Yeah, I know.
3: And so in charge, Strength eight. And
0: charge. You're uh, usually you have ants on either of those sides of the equation. It doesn't super matter. They're like their actual strength characteristics kind of fake. But I guess in a world where you uh, don't have woundy rolls, maybe it matters more. I don't know. And um, it's. In-
1: Oh, sorry, keep going, Anthony. I
0: thought you were done for some reason. No, Anthony. I was just going to say, like, I don't... Uh, a bunch of these fucking... Like, these stupid ball predators having advance and shoot just, like, on the data sheet is real silly, so it makes me feel like I don't need Gladius, but...
3: Well, I it's also that. funny, because it only works against infantry.
0: Yeah, but I'm basically playing Blood Angels and not World Leaders, because I'm worried about Custodes.
2: Hmm.
0: I'm basically just here to hate-fuck Custodes. Um...
3: Reasonable. Yeah. The funny thing that we had discovered is that if you go Dev Doctrine and Gladius, you still can only shoot infantry when you advance with the ball yeah. predator.
0: Yeah, there's big oversight Cause... hours when it comes to that. Um, I got really excited yesterday because I thought you could put Dante and a Sanguinary Priest into a unit of Sanguinary Guard and then read the rule again and was just fucking depressed. Like, you know, it was so cool for the 10 minutes I thought it worked. <laughs> um, <laughs> Why does that not work? Because it, you can add captain models that can join Assault Intercessors or whatever. Uh to a sanguinary guard not anything mm. so you can't put it you can't put a sanguinary priest to the jump pack into sanguinary guard at all um mm. say being there or not does not matter if you could that you know would be very strong um but yeah
1: and then inis how are you doing
2: dude my voice hurts so much <laughs> and i'm just not giving it any break because i can't uh which sucks um Fuck yeah a little bit um no i'm having a good time i'm enjoying playing warhammer bunch i've got so many cool lists i want to try that <laughs> As in i didn't get that i didn't get to because i was playing necrons a bunch so you know um we're gonna we're looking forward to stuff it's gonna be the good. next i'm gonna get the next
1: the next question is from Jake B, which is, why won't Games Workshop let big bugs be barbarous and beefy beasts? I bemoan being bound to baby boops and benign bops.
0: That was amazing. <laughs> that was mm. well done.
1: <laughs> I can read questions. It's a skill. I won't lie. Um, I don't think Games Workshop likes monsters like at all. Look, the, the, that's. Well, specific just... monsters. They like specific monsters a
2: lot. Like the Avatar and the incarn, they like those a lot. Exocunders and like,
3: are pretty good. That's
2: I would fair. like it so much if the average turreted Monster was a little bit better in combat than a turreted Warrior from last edition. But, you know, we just don't, <laughs> don't get to live in that world, so...
1: I just want tank-shocking monsters. Is that too much to Play ask? Crusher, bro. I know, but I don't want to play Crusher. Nobody does. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, McWhirp asks a second question, which is, why do sisters seem to go down in play rate and up in win rate every week? Where are all the bandwagoners? That army is too hard to hobby to bandwagon.
2: That army
0: is too goddamn expensive. That army is boring and it's played by nerds.
1: (laughs) Ow.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Jeremy, are you saying you're not a nerd? No, but I feel seen. (laughs) In a bad way? (laughs) (laughs) The boring Uh, side that I take.
1: Oh, I see. I mean, I will. I will be honest. I think thirty, Arcoflagellants is like the most boring thing to play into because you're like, okay, we're gonna see if you can roll four up, feel no pains, and my damage three guns for a while. I guess.
0: Still better. I than really Custodes. enjoy. Sorry, Anthony, go for it. I just said still better than custodies.
2: I really enjoy when I play against a sister's player and we're like even ish on time for like the first turn and a half. And then turn two hits, they charge with Tony Arcoflagellum and I'm 35 minutes ahead. It's yeah. the best.
3: Yeah. That happens when you don't pre count dice.
2: It happens when you do pre count dice. I have to help my opponent. Like I get bored watching them. I go and pull out their sixes for them because I get bored otherwise. I clock
3: issues that army, but okay. I think
0: I just missed the boat. I think I was just not looking at being army diverse at the right time when sisters were cool and now they're real lame.
3: Yeah they'll have a book in a few months. Maybe they'll be cool then.
0: Maybe it's true. I think the thing. Is, I'm, maybe I'm they'll get an uppy-downy detachment. Oh stop Why? please
3: don't no yeah. more uppy-downy
0: stop yeah. it. I am willing to be not. sold on sisters, custodies and demons for my next army. Any of those can work.
2: Demons are not demons aren't selling you bro. That's not happening. Not, not yet. Book.
0: <laughs> I I l- love the way
1: that the sisters models look and can never get myself to want to paint them because the- it looks like an army that would take forever to paint. Well, it's a
3: slog. I'm usually pretty quick at painting up armies and this sister's army is going to take me months to finish. Yep.
1: All right. The next question is from Dan
3: F who
1: asks Innes, what is the trigger phrase to make Ben and Brian throw against England? I heard they could use
2: the help. We're saving it for WGC. Okay.
1: Uh, Dave J. Mac asks, did Cusodes get so hot post-late the dashboard combusted? No, the dashboard's there, but Cliff may have combusted from happiness. Uh, (laughs) The last question from, no, I'm not going to fix it, is Chris, (laughs) given the rise of the, the Dark Angel Storm Raven lists, what would you say are their worst matchups, things to be careful of?
2: Dude, D. Cannon's... It sucks so much to play a two without army. <laughs> yep. Um, Thousand Suns is funny. Guard <laughs> is miserable a decent amount of the time if they're playing Creed, which some people aren't for some reason, but they really should be. Um, T-Suns is not that bad. Um,
1: and then, Anthony, we have a question just for you between threads, so I don't know why I'm asking it, but Paul asks... <laughs> It was hog at first crank. Um, what is Anthony's dream play style for Emperor's Children 10th Edition Codex?
0: I um, want to believe. Emperor's Children are like my soft, sweet baby angels. They're the only army I tolerate guns in. Um, besides Harleys. Um, so some like advanced shoot noise blaster nonsense would be... Um, just give me the ninth book back. Their ninth book was fucking sick. I'd play that again... Throw it Armor of Contempt in there as a strat and call it a day.
1: Right. And now we're moving into this week's questions.
0: Oh, man. Could you imagine how fucked up Emperor's Children would be if their, like, army ability was ignore like mods?
1: I would love it. That would be great. <laughs> I <love it.
0: laughs>
1: the, Horus, the Horus Heresy Cacophony are such beautiful models and would make oh. such great 40k noise marines. They're, they're so sick. I mean, just get us those in plastic. Done. Yep. All right. Now, this is a question that I also have, which is from Sam, and is, what is Choco
2: Dice, and how does one play this game? Uh, go and watch the Liars Dice scene in Parts of the Caribbean. It's a long-form multiplayer version of that. Yep.
1: Yep. I like it. Maybe we'll find a link and put it in the show notes or
2: something. For no, you they should find. have to do their homework. Okay. Or come okay, to a team tournament
0: that we're at, and we'll teach you.
2: There you go. <laughs> but Jeremy
3: doesn't
2: have it, we it in a question because we? we played it for a table for room choice it was important yeah <laughs> I was going to say I was worried that we hadn't played it at any point but we did.
1: my favorite is the between comment from Jeremy which is just oh no
2: <laughs> 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 it's oh uh, no because he... he posted it in the wrong
1: place yeah. and then Ethan asks uh, how does Anthony feel about single handedly causing world leaders to never get buffs again LMA L-M-F-A-O
0: no. uh, Look, I would love to live in a world where my army that is already pretty good got better, but I don't. I guess we don't live there I am hoping that my lack of participation in singles means that the Games Workshop I have Sauron goes somewhere else for a little while um, We're all going to be in Josh's DMs just reminding him every week Why would you do that? Leave Josh alone, don't message Josh anything
3: the no, Josh and Josh from... is too occupied telling us that they're keeping an eye on Necrons as he crushes event after event with eighteen race.
0: Crushes his boss specifically or whatever that shit was like. <laughs> round one.
3: <laughs> that was the funniest pairing. Yeah. Uh, uh, for anyone out of context, Brewhammer was this weekend. A bunch of GW employees was were in attendance, including uh, Josh and Stu from the Warhammer forty k studio. Uh, and Josh played Stu round one and beat him one hundred to
2: fifteen. scoring
3: five points in a game is real unlucky. Stu
2: that to win
1: his next two games.
2: But they weren't against (laughs) Necrons. (laughs) I
1: don't remember. Oh, no, we're not tracking it that closely. Uh, Tim, the weird boy asks, No, seriously, WTF is up with the snaz wagons. We answered this question. It's because it has a bunch of keywords and is reasonable at doing random things.
0: Yeah, much like Ghost it grows keywords when you look away and look back.
1: Man, I have played with Ghost a few times and I just stopped doing most of their guns because it's like... I don't know, man. There are like fifty profiles in here. I'm just gonna roll the auto cannon and the different sniper carbine rifle. Carbine
3: profiles for some goddamn reason.
1: It's yeah. why you roll the auto cannon and the sniper rifle, and then you stop.
3: <laughs> People discovering the damage on that sniper rifle is my favorite bit.
1: I have fired it at multiple uh, technomancers just for the 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 funnies of it, and it does just occasionally pop a technomancer for funsies. I was popping biologist, uh putrefiers out of out of uh, armies. Really, any character. Most characters are like four wounds or less. You can just remove a character with it. All right. Frank asks, Blood Angel's sons had three lists to go X and one this past weekend after being a bottom tier faction slash detachment. What do you think their ceiling, in quotation marks, could be in the greater marine super faction? Could Sun's Death Company end up being better than
0: Sword Bros and Melee? Uh, to answer that second part just really fast, no. Um, but to the rest of that blood angels are just good uh like they're unique marines don't have good melee units that's like their only weakness right now if you play one of the unique chapters with good melee units you cover like most of the problem and that's it also the way blood angels cover the marine melee weakness is with a unit that doesn't need oaths which is just like a whole bunch of boxes that marines are really excited about Um,
1: are you you taking lamartis in that death company unit for like yeah I have rolls and minus one damage.
0: I have three Death Company units. One of them th- has the Martes in it. Yes.
3: Okay. Death Company so units natively reroll. By the way, you don't need Yeah, they, for
0: they, that. yeah oh. He, oh. Gives, he gives he gives them lethal.
3: Um, lethal. It's a minus, minus
0: one minus
1: one damage.
0: Yeah, you yeah. said minus one damage already, though. Yeah. Um, yeah. The I'm other making... thing. The other thing that's important for Blood Angels' recent surge of success, though, I'm not sure how much this is like common knowledge yet. Um. The change to the way, like, fighting on death units works is really important for foot death company, who get Sustained 1 when they're below starting strength, or Sustained 2 when they're below half. Now when a unit dies and fights in death, it fights as if the whole unit is dead, so the whole unit fights on death with Sustained 2, so you can charge those 10 dudes, like, face first into custodies. Weird that I'm playing Blood Angels this weekend. Uh, and be like, would you like to fight first and die horrifically? Or would you like to not fight first and die horrifically?
2: Which, notably, two- as well, um, you can't minus one damage a fight death because you were never targeted by a unit. Yeah. So you uh, would actually take more damage by fighting first, but you would at least yeah. deal with the unit on the front side. Yeah.
3: The upside being the death company
2: might be dead. <laughs> Yeah, maybe you have to start. They actually <laughs> are able to force a trade off onto custodies where you don't otherwise generally get to do
0: that. You don't even get to play the game against them normally. Also, they all have inferno pistols, which I've melted too, which is pretty hot. In the
2: <laughs> it is funny
0: as well, actually. Just... One per
2: box, by the way. GW, yeah. I mean, my, de- box, com- my de-
0: company on foot this weekend are going to be corn berserkers, so. <laughs>
1: That's my favorite. Uh, f- the second question that Frank asks is for uh, Black Templars Ironstorm builds. Do you think the rest of the field shifting to focus on killing Katan and Custodes means that vehicle spam lists might have to give way to a more mixed arm style list, or do you think you still spam vehicles and just try to kill anti tank before it kills Dude, you?
2: Make make me change it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Until I- somebody I- proves you have to. No, I'm not changing shit reasonable go ahead anthony did you have yeah i just fun? don't
0: think there's much of a reason to change for the iron storm list that list is like classic european gun hammer baby it does the thing it shoots the bullets at the people it just does its job yep
1: and then sam lemon asks a question which is if the barrier of entry regarding financial cost of acquiring a competitive 40k army or collection was lower i.e two hundred dollars for two thousand points how much of an improvement would you foresee this to be for the
3: competitive environment? I mean, printing th- armies—it's already pretty close to that level.
0: Yeah, I think most of the barrier to competitive 40k entry is people's mental,
2: mm-hmm. like, and also as well your hobby, like the amount of time it takes to get an army on the table is not nothing. Yeah,
1: I think. That the unseen cost of competitive 40k that people don't talk about very often is traveling and hotel and then
3: entry fees and time. Entry yeah. fees are almost nothing when you compare it <laughs> like to the
1: entry fees else. are like the small beans on top, but like in the United States at least, where you have to travel very far to get and Canada. I'll give it to Canada also. You yeah, have to travel you travel.
0: All of Canada's <laughs> events are in like one you have to circle. travel
1: pretty far if you want it's to. It's
3: like get a ten Canada. hour drive end to
1: end. Yeah. It takes a long time to travel to places and it can be expensive because you have to fly to places. And also days off work and and all that good stuff. And like those costs are not just monetary, but also like other kinds of capital have to go into those. Like if you are married and you have kids, there are like other forms of capital that go into competitive 40K and like going to lots of events. But yes, if you could reduce the barrier for entry into the model end of 40K, you would probably see more people and more people is good. Like TTS having no barrier for entry did increase the number of people playing competitive forty K, and you've seen that in the post. But it gave us Nas,
2: isn't that just net negative?
1: It also gave us Liam. Yeah,
2: I'll take it. That's
1: why I said what I said. <laughs> I I think both of those are good additions to the community. Is. I like Nas
0: liam found me after every round and told me my army was shit at pyro <laughs> i so love it. he was doing the you? same to
2: soko so i think he was just hoping that he would be right half the time
0: yeah yeah
1: all right the next question is from bryn because we have so many more questions uh, to get through skip forward
3: actually that we just answered oh. that exact question he just reposted from last week sure
1: all right derek asks now that it's had some time to nest is there anything you were initially negative on with the data slate that you now see being all right or positive
2: Probably, but I already have forgotten what was in the slate.
1: I think that the Eldar nurse were more effective than I actually anticipated them being originally when I saw them.
3: Like I still feel they didn't go far enough, but they maybe they actually were. Um I honestly didn't
1: think they were gonna be effective at all originally seeing them. Like I was like, okay, so I don't I know, it's I can still see... have,
0: like just abandoned spin areas. So I still think that's wild, but
3: that data sheet is very expensive now i it's really good i think it's not
0: i still think it's not expensive enough
1: at 210 points i still had two of them in every list that i was putting together and i brought them two things there are people still
2: running three and three support platforms
0: i I actually don't i don't think
2: decanons are good like at all (laughs) um I think that I would point. like that to be the prevalent mentality because they are the saddest thing in the world to play. It's an Iron Storm player. So yes, please. Go out be married, don't play I an Iron
3: Storm player try to kill a decan in 3 for 3 turns in a row with a
2: single whirlwind. Dude, is... The most depressing. Sometimes lost... you one shot it, sometimes they fake dice. Yeah.
0: Quentin lost one to just Trajan's gun twice. <laughs> nice. Oh. i love it.
1: I actually have a question. How did that Scathach do? Really well. That... Okay. okay. That we thing talk should about, not be good. Can we pause for a second and talk about the Scathach Wraith Knight? Because right. I think that's amusing. Can, All right. Anthony, can I'm going to pull up the data the sheet.
3: And I'm going <laughs> to ask, uh, Nathan, do you know how much this 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 sheet, this sheet unit costs? Like 475 points or something so like that. I'm going gonna, gonna to list off what it has on its data it, sheet.
0: For what it's worth, this unit would be bad in literally every army. It's only good because of the Wayleaper and Fire and Fade.
3: Yes. Yeah. For sure. So in standard loadout, you take two Inferno Lances. They're each Melta 2, four shots, hit on three, strength 12, AP4, D6 damage, 24-inch range. So 12 inches to get Melta. Um, there's two of them, so you can split You know, fill the other reroll. Uh, deadly D6, deep strike, uh, and then agile. So it can move over things that are four inches or shorter without penalty. Uh, and then the Webway Shunt uh, Generator is that once per battle at the end of your opponent's turn. Uh, if it's not within engagement mm-hmm. range, you can pop it up and put it into strat reserves, which then means you can then deep strike it anywhere on the table in your turn. You can also do this turn one if you want to. Not saying it's necessarily a good idea good thing to do. It is uh, 18 wounds with a two up save and T twelve. What's its movement characteristic? It moves 10 inches. Okay. Um and it, yeah. it 490 points. 490, okay. Yeah, I see why that would be good with fire and fade. It's hilarious with fire and fade. Oh, and it has towering, which is the biggest part of this because on almost every board that you end up playing on, there is a middle ruin that you can tow into and then fire and fade out of, and just ruin people's days with it. Is that the gist, Anthony?
0: That's basically the idea. Like, it shoots good enough. It you know can be swinging on if it kills something or not. Um. I think it's really good. I think it requires a really specific type of pilot for it to Mm -hmm. be good. Um, I think if the list is not played, like, fairly aggressively, if you're not comfortable with losing a lot of your assets over the game to score and do things, then it's a lot less
3: interesting. Um, Uh, So uh, Jonathan Betteridge, one of the 16 for Team Canada, took it to AGT out in, I think, Halifax this weekend, 40... odd people uh and went undefeated with the with the skadak so and then obviously quentin johnson also took it for team usa at pyra yep all right now we're gonna move on
1: alex e asked a question going to an eight-man teams event my first team teams event this weekend what do y'all thinks think guards best matchups are worst matchups i've got my opinions but wanted to see what more experienced players had to say i've played guard for a while but mostly just rtt's edit i've tried to join the military does that mean i'm minus 10 points in every game
2: no you're extra battle ready because you put your charge in the military that's how that works you get parade ready instead of battle ready mm-hmm so, what are, what guards, are guards
1: good called? and bad? Good and bad matchups.
0: I don't think guard has like a direct like just like this matchup is bad, except like maybe Vanguard Marines. G um, S yes, Vanguard, well, but... no, Vanguard Marines. What? Vanguard Marines will beat the shit out of guard. That like doesn't. You don't even have to be great at Vanguard to win that matchup. Um, but that's like it. That's literally the only one I can think of off the top of my head.
2: Necrons can be a little sketchy for some builds, like depending how far you go into. Um, like the, like, Canoptic Court is not great for guard generally, but, um, Hypergrip is pretty doable, um... Satans
3: in general, I think, kind of yeah. suck for guard, because they rely on a lot of D6 damage, <laughs> or, like, three damage that then, you know, sometimes you shoot your entire army into a Void Dragon and do two wounds.
1: Yeah. I've had, I've had a whole guard army shoot a katan and
2: do one damage to a Void Dragon, basically. It's quite depressing. It doesn't lose a katan to a single tank Commander, but, although that. Nas <laughs> says hypergrip talks, everything else is fine.
1: Uh, the next couple of questions are Gene Stealer Cult questions. Uh, John asks, So, guys, weekly GSC question. Do they have a role in teams? What are the matchups you would avoid pairing them into? Do they have a team's skew build?
0: I'll let you know once my son submits <laughs> a build for your yeah.
2: trash. We're going to find out if he's trolling or trying. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, the the one list
3: at Pyra says No. But maybe they do.
2: Okay. The
3: next question is
1: from Gabe C. Uh, Hi, heart emoji. I will also submit my GSC question. So analyzing GSC data is difficult. Small sample size. No real coherent lists. And the most competitive player base has largely dropped them in favor of other armies. How would you go about analyzing their data? Jeremy, be more careful with where you
3: crop the questions next.
1: That's not me. That's
3: that's YouTube doing that automatically because I hit the character. So, the I'm not paying attention.
1: The answer to that question <laughs> is you have to do it carefully because the small sample size does lead to misinterpretation of the data. When you're dealing with factions with smaller meta representation, you just have to be wary of the fact that when you're looking at that data, you are looking at a small sample size So make sure to like couch all the assumptions you make in that. Um, that's just from a data analytics perspective. There should be enough data at this point from GSC that you can probably get like at least a reasonable picture of how they're doing into various things. But you should just grain of salt it. according, it, According
2: to this, it's pretty ass.
1: Yeah. And then so question two is I want to follow in your guys' footsteps and grab me one of those golden tickaroos. I'm going to have a limited amount of GTs I can attend this year, so I want to make them count. What's your best advice for me? I have kiddo number three coming any day now, so time will be a bit limited, lol, but I play when I can via TTS. Get a coach.
0: Both of those work.
3: You want to yeah. each repeat your answer one time, Ennis? What was your advice? Move,
2: move to Canada.
3: And then I said get a coach. Both are very good uh, things. Um, we're still trying to grasp it but yeah um i'm come to a canadian event is what i'm gonna say uh the event this weekend tickets. has 80 people and three tickets all is dust which is in three weeks has 60 people and four tickets barry bash which is not this weekend upcoming but the weekend afterwards has two or three tickets and is 80 people um can team tournament which is sold out so i can't really tell you to come there uh has eight tickets up for grabs to the winning team
2: as a general like additional side um late later season events are much easier to get tickets at usually because um people that a lot of people that are more invested in the scene will already have them so if you do sort of like I would say like that post WTC season is probably the easiest time to find a ticket it's obviously very late in the day in terms of like planning and organization but it's also the most reliable time to get it because all the WTC players have stopped playing a bit because they're burnt out like most of them not all of them obviously um you uh, most people who like really were trying singles have already got their tickets like you just kind of get into that like little bit of the meta where you're just a little bit more likely to be able to catch you know catch it at the right time and that, yeah. that's really all perfect
3: example of that capital city bloodbath this year gave out i believe it was three or four tickets uh and the last ticket went to the player person who placed 14th
1: dang there you go uh, Ben has the next question, which is a food related question, of course, which is what monsters or creatures would be the best for making food of out it out of in the 40 K universe pulled crude barbecue sandwiches sound like they could be a hit.
2: That's a sentient being Ben Jesus. I'm on board. crew. There's everybody. There's also, a... everybody knows that the humble guardsman is the best food in the fort, First monument, in and the full starch. Of starch.
1: I was going to say the Grocks. There's already a monster that apparently tastes just like cow, and it's the grocs. Just eat that, guys. Just eat do that. cows still exist in the 41st millennium? No, they're all grocs, which are like half-reptilian So how do we creatures. know that they taste like cow? It says in the lore, look, I don't write the books for Black Library. <laughs> they just do the thing, and you no, accept
0: I, it. No, I bet you could.
1: You bet Bet you could. Um, Alright, the next one is... Oh, that's not a question. Nick K asks, what do you think of Galanka's Tyrannid list i don't know what galenka's Tyrannid list is or who galenka is It's the uh,
2: 60 gargoyles swarm list that has the um like the six monster core, the triplex green double miles after trying a try and uh try and effects it it's fine it, dude it we don't need to
0: answer this question but listed really well at pyra you go listen to him talk go read him talking about it in the patreon discord he yep. gave us like okay. a dissertation on that or you can also read Pumba's 2000 word essay on death garden teams while you're there which was super enlightening
1: there you go. The next question is also from Nick K, which is related to the above question. Is there any hope for nids and singles?
0: I mean, nids can kill custodies.
2: Um, slates in uh, three months, slates in two months.
1: Yeah. All right. And then Luke has the next question, which is, has Anthony more recently watched Napoleon Dynamite or played Blood Angels? And one of the, before we, before you answer this question, Anthony, the first it, Time I ever talked to Anthony was in the Art of War Discord where his name tag was Anarian and he was super hype about Blood Angels. Yeah, that was the first time I ever interacted with Anthony without knowing him at all. And it was way funny to watch him go from back when he was four. the guy in Blood Angels chat talking That's about right. Blood Angels to Team USA <laughs> Vice <laughs> Captain. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I, remember I remember him talking about really shitty Blood
3: Angel lists,
0: dude. My blood angel <laughs> lists were good. Fuck you. I was. <laughs>
1: I just was recently was, reminded of that in my brain because I was like, wa- I was like, man, because I looked at Anthony's actual handle in Discord and I was like, oh, Anthony was that guy who was right. there when I was first getting into competitive 40k and talking to in the yeah. Art of War 40k. Channel. Dude,
0: the first like five events I won were as Blood Angels. That army was awesome. Uh, but yeah,
1: back to the question. More recently, Napoleon Dynamite or Blood Angels? It's
0: Blood Angels. It's not even close. Yeah, I figured as much.
1: <laughs> All right. We have a couple super chats to go through. We just finished all the Discord questions. We're going to see if we run out of steam before getting through these. Um, the two Hello. super chats are... Where did that come from? That's not a super chat. We're going to do super chats first, which is... <laughs> Magnus did nothing wrong, which is, What do you think of the Death Company dread shenanigans and sons detachments?
0: I think people get really excited about wacky units when they think they work in weird ways and you should just take good units instead
2: but it is a cool fun wacky interaction and if you want to do well in rtd it's great it's a great thing to try
1: uh and And frankly uh, it's
2: not like it's expensive like if you want to put it in as your as a fun flex it's not going to kill your list
1: that's fair The the other super chat is from that one guy uh, which is some money for what you all do let's go gsc codex sometime thank you thanks joe chat. all right i'm gonna unstar these now jeremy take us to the top which is from paint Celestine. and, <laughs> and your thoughts on the new world leaders shooting meta with re-rolling hits lord of skulls in your i actually did this at an RTT and made a custodius player very depressed when the Lord of Skulls rerolled all its on his guns.
0: Yeah, I mean it's funny. Uh, it yeah. not working on turn one is sad. Truth. Um, but you know, uh, I don't know, man. Take the murder train if you want, dude. It's not.
1: It's a it's
3: cool not, model. It's, I... it's great.
1: I brought one primed to an RTT and the Custodius player who I was playing against who normally plays World Eaters was like, can I just buy that from you? And bought the Lord of Skulls that I had with me from me at the RTT. I was like, yes, that's fine. I don't, I borrowed your World Eaters army, strangely enough, to do ringer list stuff. And now I'm just playing against you. So yes, you can have it. I don't care. Uh, Celestine has another question, which is also... Why are guard players incapable of getting a good win percentage with good rules? It happened in ninth, and it's happening again in 10th.
2: They're sandbagging, so the army will be fine for WTC. Yeah. Maybe.
1: My local uh, Grant asks, My local guard players are actively upset about the S-tier designation to the point they are actively taking bad lists. That's not a question, but is a comment about guard society <laughs> in general. And that is the sandbagging that was just talked about. Did you just eliminate a bunch of questions? Because I'm like looking at them and they like a bunch went away. <laughs> um, the next thing was at Ben McJurek. Why did you choose not to run Draxus in your list? I figured we'd star this one though because Anthony might be able to answer. Why was Kyria Draxus not in uh, Ben McJurek's
0: list? So the agents ran our space marine list. There you go.
1: Next questions from Friend Man. In all caps, do you guys have any opinions on Chaos Demons? Thinking about starting an army, but haven't played this game for like 20 years. I am one before we get too far into this. I'm very impressed that you're watching our show. If you haven't played this game for like 20 years, that's awesome. Thank you for watching our
3: show.
0: But um, also demons. Uh, they're not the army I would start with.
3: They're not an army I would put much hope or faith in.
2: I mean, they might be good eventually. They were good
0: last edition at the end.
2: Yeah, demons are a very interesting army in the sense that they make you—they're very good at playing one specific type of play pattern, and there's not a lot of armies that do the game like they do. Um, so, if it's the kind of thing you enjoy, which is setting up like big charges from reserve without a ton of reliability, but you know, with big like you know, sparkler effects when they go off, they can be quite rewarding for that um they have a lot of cool big monsters that you can paint a bunch of different like when you're first getting into the game as well or getting back into the game chaos demons do this cool thing where there's four very different sort of like micro armies there so if you find that you enjoy painting and playing with one different style then you can kind of expand that into other ones and you get a lot out of your like you can do a lot of different things while playing demons while still maintaining like a cohesive and usable collection together so for that reason they're not a terrible idea as a star army and if you branch out future into, like, playing other Chaos Armies, for the time being, you can use demons with them. So there's a decent bit of, like, back and forth there where demons can be quite fun for that. If they if they appeal to you on the model side of things, and you're not too worried about competitive viability, <laughs> give them a shot. They're not that bad. Just
1: don't do Space Marines, because that is the Games as a Live service of 40k where you're paying consistent new models kind of situation uh way asks should an army's financial cost be considered when determining the viability of a faction
0: dude i have bad news like it's gonna cost a whole bunch of money to play this hobby competitively you could
3: collect one meta army and play it and it'd be good for like a month and then you have to completely tear it apart and redo it again because and it'll still
2: cost right. less than one trip across the Atlantic.
3: You
1: can definitely find though, like a group of people and create a network of models that you share and borrow hammer with each other. If you can do that, you can do quite well. Um, you just have to find people
0: who are willing to do that with you.
1: Yeah. Most of the
0: blood angels I'm taking this weekend probably won't be my stuff or be my stuff from like different arcs. Every,
1: Every now and then, though, the caveat is you'll get an army that's not battle ready and you'll have to leave a tournament early.
0: Yeah, you'll end up without backpacks.
1: (laughs) You'll end up without backpacks. I love you, David, dearly. (laughs) Um, Alex Towsie has a question, which is, Hope the plan works or hope the planes work. And I'm pretty sure this is directed at Jeremy.
3: Yeah, he posted that right after I said, I hope I have a plan and I hope the plan works. I don't know. They they're cool models and they're and they and they're Raven Wing. So I've been interested to...
2: I'm not allowed to play planes at Alpine your Trash. Yep. That was me. You can say I have, on there.
3: I, <laughs> I have Riley from our from Team Canada just saying, please stop. I don't want to deal with this. It's like I don't care. I wanted to have fun at a GT. Just Bring a shit. Bring it. Bring a really stupid Sorry, list for us. I'm once. gonna bring in a stress. And then the next question is also from
1: Alex Tausi, which is: Innis, what is the Death Company Dread interaction?
2: It just gets more attacks, man. It's not that cool. It just it. When, whenever the Death Company gets fought, it gets to fight back. So you can charge something, not kill it, get or pilot into something else, get punched by that thing, punch it back, pilot something else. It requires your opponent to be incredibly stupid, really close together, or both. Um, but it, you can theoretically kill an entire army in, in a turn if your opponent's terrible. And then the last question... Uh, it is also... This e- I think the strat for six-inch consolidation works on the Dread, which gives it a little more reach in Sons of Sanguinius.
1: And then the last question... That's is, what I was looking for. Probably Coco. <laughs> how do you feel about Tau for singles? Maybe it's just my smooth brain, but they don't spark joy when I look at current possible pairings.
0: They're uh, aggressively fine. We didn't take them because Ganyo got a single digit number twice in practice. And we were like, if Ganyo can't make this work, then maybe not right now.
2: R- Riptides yeah. are pretty cool, and Plasma Crisis make you a little less vulnerable to bleeding. Brigadier, they're fine. They're middle of the pack, and that's it's okay for an army to be middle of the pack.
3: Yeah. Some yeah, players like with like good game. skill will do really well. Some players who pretend to be really good with good data sheets do really well with them.
1: I think the one thing to consider is that they also have a codex and new models coming soon-ish. I All players
0: have to learn the yeah. might, the five phases they play. Crew armies, dude. I hope only the crew detachment <laughs> is viable. I don't even care if it's OP. Okay.
1: <laughs> that will make me so amused at how upset some some weird melee battlesuit people. Yeah. Look, I'm here for it. And that is the last question. I'm not doing any more questions. Y'all are out of questions for this evening because we're about to hit two hours, and I've had enough. <laughs> No, get out of here, Towsi. No questions. <laughs> banned. <laughs> um, yeah, you're you're banned from asking questions for the la- for the rest of this episode. You can ask them next week. Um, thank you everybody for watching this for all cast member episode of StatCheck. This has been episode 80 of Stat Check competitively metastabilized. <laughs> Damn it, Towsi. Um, <laughs> I've been Nathan the rest of my host, co-hosts have been Jeremy Innis and Anthony. Go check the show notes for all of the plugs or go back to the 1-hour mark and listen to Jeremy do the plugs if you really like listening to people do the plugs because I'm not going to do them again and I don't feel like it and you can't make me.
2: No. I hope no, you all I have don't a wonderful like gravel next week.
1: I hope you all have a wonderful week. We will see you next Tuesday on the same YouTube channel at this same time. Bye-bye. For more shows like this, check out the Goonhammer Media Network. More info at media.goonhammer.com.